Welcome to the Nerd Lag Game Club. In this episode, we talk about 2016's Quantum Break, and we have a pretty deep discussion of what we would do if we could time travel. Nerd Lag Game Club. Welcome to the Nerd Lag Game Club podcast, the podcast that gives us a chance to sit back and play a game with friends. I'm Corey, and I'm joined with four party members today. Lauren. Hey. Tunza. Homo Estas. Dan. Hello. And Tony. What's going on, fellas? In this episode of The Game Club, we're jumping through time and playing 2016's Quantum Break. Quantum Break was developed by Remedy Entertainment and published by Xbox Game Studios. Remedy Entertainment has developed other popular games such as Alan Wake, Control, and the early Max Payne games. This was Tony's pick, so he's going to talk a little bit about what Quantum Break is. Alright, so what Quantum Break is an action-adventure game. It's third person. Uh, you play as Jack Joyce, who has the power to manipulate time. Um making everything freeze except him. Um, he faces a bunch of enemies. Uh, there's this company called Monarch, which is evil, created by Littlefinger, you know, because I don't know yeah, Aiden Gillian, you know, that, that douchebag from uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Or just Littlefinger yeah. the whole time I yeah. played this game. Yeah, exactly. That's who I, I refer to him as. I can't not little picture finger. him as Littlefinger anymore. Right? I mean, like, yeah, so, like, what Littlefinger did was, like, he did some shady stuff. He pretty much stole Jack's brother's invention, pretty much, and created it himself after he went back in time. Um, Jack's brother is played by Charlie from Lost, so it's pretty awesome. Like, there's a pretty good cast here. Like, the one dude, Hatch, is the... I forget what his name is, uh, Lance Reddick. He is Zavala and Destiny. So, like, it's a good good cast. He's also in Lost, too. He's, like, in, like, one or two backstory season episodes. But, um, yeah, so, like, it's a shoot, third-person shooter. Uh, there's a bunch of – there's some puzzle, environmental puzzles in it. There's a lot of collectibles into it. Like, uh, all in all, it's a pretty good game. I just wish it wasn't Xbox exclusive because I hate Xbox. <laughs> All right. So every episode of the Game Club, I like giving one interesting fact about the game we're playing. So for Quantum Break, I couldn't really find too much about it. But when this game went, in, went into production, the project was actually supposed to be a sequel to Alan Wake. I don't know if you guys knew that. No, I didn't See, know that. Also, I found out, like, apparently they're supposed to have three different play... Well, you were supposed to also be able to play as Beth in the game, but they had to scrap that in the process of making the game. Well, they uh, they didn't go with a sequel because Remedy felt like with only fifty people employed at the time, that they wouldn't be able to give it a like a good sequel. So they just mil just made something completely different. Yeah, they just made Control instead, which was pretty much the same game. Is um, what I've heard. So there's a lot. There's With that being ways. said, who wants to walk counterclockwise in the time machine and talk about the story? We haven't heard from Dan, so Dan should do it. Is Dan okay. in there? 
there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so how about you just do the, the opening part? Like, lead us into the story. What is taking place in the first part of Act 1? The first part of Act 1? Okay, that's pretty easy. So uh, Jack Joyce gets a phone call or text or whatever from Paul. I think that's a little finger as yeah, Tony Paul's was great. putting it. Yeah, okay. little finger. I don't. I've never seen Game of Thrones, so I don't know who. What? But anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, gets a call from him, and he's like, "Hey, I need help with like this thing." And so it goes to the college, and his brother is also supposed to be helping in some in some regards. And the thing they've been working on was a time machine. And then they get it all, all up and running and it, it malfunctions. Is that, is that correct? It malfunctions, right? Is that what happened? Your mic's fast now. I have no idea. I don't know if it's... No, I, thought it, I thought it went, like, according to plan because, like, as you find out later in the story, like, everything happened the way that it was supposed to happen for what happened later in the story yeah but it like exploded it went wrong it was yeah but it like caused the fracture it yeah caused it caused the fracture, the fracture. time yeah but yeah, still it, was right happened, it wouldn't have caused but... the fracture of time yeah that that's what that. i was getting at yeah. they just did the equation right yeah so it uh it breaks or whatever causes the fracture in the time and Paul and Jack Joyce gain abilities in order to manipulate the time around them. Yeah, they're considered shifters. Shifters, yeah. So Jack Joyce and William, his brother, go to flee the college campus because Monarch is after them. I think that sums it up. I honestly didn't know they were called shifters. I must have missed that. Yeah. I read a lot of the lore stuff. Fair enough. Um, so early on, uh, as you get your powers, you are able to do very little. Um, I think one of the first abilities you get is kind of like being able to observe like the area, like you can like see enemies and different things. Am I yeah. your typical, like, um, like eagle eye and Assassin's like, Creed. I feel like Arkham Asylum started that whole like trend. Where you could like ping and see like footsteps and stuff. Um, after like that little part, Will tells you that he needs to get something out of his car. So your goal is to take him to his car to get said items. Um, when you go to the parking lot, Monarch basically sends like a full force fleet after you. Um, which is kind of the first like major combat that I think you get into. I mean, there's a, yeah. a few things here and there, but that's kind of like your first big gunfight. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, after that gunfight, you find out that Monarch did get your brother. So then you're on like a chase to get him from the old library. Yep. Um, this is where it starts throwing in a little more of like the puzzle platformer kind of side of things. Yeah, there wasn't much. Because this is where you're. You... You... Go ahead. Do you have a rewind time type of like puzzle no. solve there and then or no? No. Uh-uh. You just you get it's the ability to jump. 
Yeah. Which apparently you couldn't jump until then. <laughs> um, I guess not. I don't remember. Uh, and you like climb up and you kind of see events that are a little weird. Um, but as like the story progresses, it makes more sense. But you see things happening and you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, that's pretty random. Um, you get to the library, have a pretty, like, big shootout in, like, the main hall. Uh, Paul comes in. You find out that Paul already had powers, and he manipulated you, basically. And, well, uh, he was also older. Right. So he's, like, he's... But you don't know at the time that he is... Yeah, but you could you could tell that he looked, his hair all fucking gray. Yeah, so he's much older looking. Um, but he controls his powers much better. He knows how to use them. So you kind of get your ass kicked by him. Uh, and then he causes an explosion that makes the library crumble and fall on your brother. And you assume that he's dead. And I think that's how that first act ends, right? Yeah. Yeah, they throw you in like a van and yep. you kind of yeah. meet some minor characters here uh, that end up playing a bigger role, but they're yeah, like very Liam. Liam, Beth. Yeah. Um. So they have very little impact to things in the first act, but later on become way more essential. Um. After the first act, you go into what are these called? Junctions. The first yeah. junction. Junction choices. So in the first junction, uh, you had two choices. Um, so I don't know if we can kind of just want to go around. Um, and this is probably a disclaimer that at this point there will be a lot of spoilers if you have not played the game about what is going to happen in the story and that me and Lauren played this together. We did not yeah, play this together. Yeah, we did not play this separately. We played this together. Mm -hmm. So like at the same time? So I I did the gameplay portion of it and she helped me make decisions and watch the episodes and stuff with me. Yep. Uh, okay. So all of mine and Lauren's choices will be the same. Correct. Um, so we'll kind of go around and see what everyone's first junction was. Um, I will go first. I went with the PR campaign in this first junction. Hey, uh, that's what I went. So, yeah, that's what I did. So essentially, Wait, you have two choices. Um, the PR one is using Sam, which we did not mention. She's like the leader of like a protest at the college. Amy. Amy. Jamie. Yeah, whatever. Same name. Yeah, yeah, same. Same. What? <laughs> you just move move the letters around. It's all the same. Um, Why? But they capture yeah, her when Monarch storms the university. And you can either choose to kill her as like a statement, but it shows you... Well, I guess we should probably say that Paul is so advanced in his time manipulation that he can see the future. You can see he different needs, outcomes, yes, like on choices. You know what I mean? Like, you can see different outcomes. Like, you can see part of like what would happen if she would have died, or if she would have stayed alive. Like, if she would have died, I think like everyone would have turned against Monarch, and 
uh, everyone would have been behind, like the like people would have been behind Jack and would have helped Jack out more. Yeah. So the that's the option you could pick it to kill her, or the option that I went with was PR. She has a huge influence on the community. So you use her to make a statement saying that Jack Joyce caused all of it. He's the, you know, the bad guy and uh, Monarch looks good, but they're just snippets. So he can't really see like the in-between stuff. Um, so I went PR and what else? You went PR, Tunza? Yeah, and, I did too. And Dan? Oh, I killed her. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> I uh when I did it it said that 70% of the community went with the PR campaign. Yeah, mine mine was like, yeah, like 28% was <laughs> was with you and I was like, ooh, yikes. Um, I think every single choice I made it was like the lower half of people picked that choice. Yeah, so I know Dan's choices cuz it shows you at the end of like the act and he did. He picked typically the opposite of me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, the only one that I think that I did didn't pick like according to how business like and like ruthless he should have been would have been like the second one. But okay, the difference so... is is that well, it, he had Nick the cabbie from the as like his like chaperone the second. Yeah, instead of Amy. Yeah. So my whole reasoning for like killing her and everything and making Monarch, you know seem to be the bad guys and everything i i wanted them to be like the bad guy hated i wanted paul motherfudging serena or serene or serene. whatever his last serene. name was to to suffer i hated that guy <laughs> yeah you would have hated him in Game of Thrones, also. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's the same person. The yeah. Perfectly the villain person. Yeah. Um. So, PR wise, she gives that it, th these like change in between each act. They do a live episode. Um. I don't know if these vary in length, but they're generally around like a half hour to forty five minutes. Um. So in our PR one, it just shows like what happens in between basically yeah um so it kind of fills in the rest of the story i really like these me too yeah they're good they're definitely unique yeah and you meet like uh in the first one you meet charlie and fiona which charlie's just like a super like hacker it guy and Dick. fiona is works there yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you get to know more about Liam, which I'll just throw this out now. Liam is my, hands down my favorite character in this whole game. Me too. Um, but what is the other one? How does that episode change since they don't do the PR campaign? So, I mean, clearly I don't know what happens during the PR campaign. But, uh, basically... Oh, Hatch is sitting there with uh, Amy with like two guards like on both sides of her. And he's like, he's like trying to get like info out of her or something like that. And he's like, all right, well, I'm gonna leave. And whenever I do, the guard on your right is going to shoot you. And then he just kind of like leaves and then he shoots her. And then <laughs> Liam at the sight of it just kind of like 
looks in disgust and like leaves. And then uh, Hatch ends up catching up to Liam and like talks to him about um, Jack. Jack's uh, van like disappearing or whatever. Yeah. That, that, so the only thing that changed was that he told her she was going to die. I, I, I guess that's that's exactly what happened in our in yeah you have the ours. the gun show off with uh, Liam and Beth and then their yeah. guns disappear because Jack yeah. just that's, manipulates that's like time. the very end yeah yeah um there are things throughout the episode or through the acts called time ripples um I only found one. But apparently I found them all when I was looking at like the statistics at the end and I never right. noticed a difference. Um, it, it was just like good. very small differences. Yeah. Like the one in the first act, I don't I don't remember what it was. It mentioned it. It's it, a form. But yeah, the, at the uh I don't I don't know, at the cafeteria or whatever, the store that Fiona got like food from. The, there was two guys I think like on a table like in a table. And it like panned by them, and they like mentioned something that you found. Yeah, yeah like somebody and, figured and that out was the that was about it. That was basically yeah, yeah, the equation. Yeah, yeah, that William solved. Is yeah. that the one you're talking about? Yeah, that's and that's yeah. the only one I really noticed. But like I said, I, I um, I know there was one where it was. I mean, it's kind of like Act Four. But he like uh, Charlie picks up like a uh, a little sword thing from a drink. And that was that was about it. And that's the thing he like throws the shake. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um. So, first act pretty simplistic. It kind of gets the story moving. Um. So we'll go into act two. Um. And whoever can take the lead on Act Two, Act Two is oh, okay, the dry okay. docks. Act Two is the dry docks. All right, so you're pretty much just fighting your way through the dry docks, trying to get to Serene. Ain't well, because I oh, chose Charlie's just, warehouse. Yeah, yeah, through Charlie's warehouse. So you see a ripple in time, in the first act, right? That uh, you see uh, Charlie building his time machine. And Jack's just amazed that, like, that he actually built it and it actually worked. And then it was gone. It was, like, gone and everything. Um, This is Charlie from Lost, but Will in the game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so <laughs> I only see him as Charlie. I mean, like, everything I see him in, I say, oh, look, it's Charlie. Yeah. But, uh... But yeah, so you're fighting your way through the dry docks and uh, you find this ripple in time where you see Will's time machine and how he made it. And like, it just like flies by as you're just walking through it. And then you fight some guys. Um, you learn some stuff because I chose Amy. She accompanied me through this mission. Same. Um and she like trying to tell you like, oh, there's these guys in these suits that can freeze time like you and stuff like that. And he's, he's like, well, I got to take care of this, like, you know, and uh, 
you pretty much get to the end and then you finally catch up to Littlefinger, uh, Serene, and uh, he doesn't have his guy shoot you, but instead he manipulates time and causes this giant, like, well, he was on a tanker, right? Yeah. Like some kind of tanker. Yeah, a barge. And it just started falling around you. And it was like kind of like a puzzle on how to get through it without dying and stuff. And it was pretty cool. And then you finally meet Beth. And that's the entire act, too. Which is great. Can I I make a note as well? Yeah. Um, Since I uh, had Amy killed in my uh, little episode thing. She did not make an appearance in this act. Yeah, Good old uh, cab driver Nick appeared. So, so Nick, Nick. <laughs> Nick accompanied you. Yeah. 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 He hung out with me. He was okay. my bro. Yeah. It's the most random thing ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this is when like Lauren was really like hanging out with me, and she hasn't been able to talk much. But, um, this was. The, when that barge thing was like falling over, I died like four times trying to get through that one part. Mm-hmm. Like the the racks uh, falling the sh- over. The sh- yeah, the shelves or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, because it's um I didn't realize like that I could hold the shift button for longer. Oh yeah. At that point, because you're you're getting new powers during all this, like you can do like little time freezes, and they're like little orbs, and you can like shift and run through time. I don't know if you have the shield yet at this point, but you have like a time uh, shield. You you unlock the shield like if you you spend your crone powers on that, right? Yeah, I I know you just unlock things as you go, like progressively. Yeah, I think- I think that was the first thing I unlocked because I played on the hardest difficulty, so I used that to heal me ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, same. I just spam it when I need to heal. Yep, yeah, same. This I guess is a good point. What did you guys play this on? Because I was playing mouse and keyboard. Uh, Xbox. Yeah, I was playing on Xbox. I just used the controller. Yeah. Yeah, I played mouse keyboard. This game does not work well on a mouse and keyboard. I can see that. Uh, yeah, I would assume that, yeah. That's why I did not play it on my computer. There was points where when playing, like, more towards the end, that the uh, camera just didn't work at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, I like, had points where after an, something would take place in the story, like a, an event or whatever, um, my character, like the camera, I could not turn left or right. I could only move straight with my camera, and it would do it for like forty-five seconds to a minute, where I could only look straight, which at certain points caused me to die. My mm-hmm. um, which was pretty annoying. Um, but I, I want to make one quick step back during the first um part where you're playing as Paul and you're talking to like Hatch. This is like one of the only glitches I really seen. We were walking over to where Amy is. Amy, right? Yeah. And yeah. his head turned all the way around <laughs> to look at me. Like exorcism? Yeah, like his body didn't turn. It was just his head and his neck got real long. And he was like looking at Paul and I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was like, okay. 
Um, but yeah, Act Two's just kind of going through there. You get to Ground Zero, which is where you do the whole thing with like the barge falling, and then you go through like that puzzle. Um, and then this, you go into the next decision. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Which which uh, decisions were this one? This was business uh, or personal. Yeah. I don't remember what the business one was, but I chose business. I went personal on this. It Me and Lauren so made that decision. Yes, so so instead of um, so instead of Hatch talking, so what? So you had Serene talk to Jack after he was captured. Okay. Yep, and then where I chose business, and then Serene focused on his speech, and Hatch talked to Jack in the uh, the episode or the the junction part. So I don't know how uh, your episode went. I, I remember choosing that one the first time I played this game, so I chose the different things the second time. Um, but so like in that junction. Because I chose Hatch. I chose the business one. So Hatch was talking to Jack. And uh, he was like being real like sneaky and like conniving and stuff. And he left him a gun and a key to escape. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Uh, the themes for later. The personal decision, uh, Paul goes to talk to Jack, and Martin Hatch creates a diversion of a shooting at the speech. Because um, he's giving the speech, I guess. And uh, so then Jack and Paul have a conversation. Paul leaves you there, and then... How do you get out? Yeah, how do you guys get out uh, of uh, uh, Beth Wilder uh, comes in and lets you out. Oh, okay. Out for like the gala. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what it is. And then you like you part ways with her after mm-hmm. she lets you out. Yeah, um, she goes to the party. You go to his room okay. or whatever. This episode is like the live action episode. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, Liam convinces a guard that he has to take shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he Literally kicks the shit out of him. Fucking chair. He just kicks a chair. He doesn't even kick the shit out of him. He just kicks a chair and knocks him out. And uh I was like, alright, Liam's like a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. He murders so many people. And yeah. so he escapes um after taking out like the guard and stuff. You meet Charlie and Fiona, they're on a walk. And he's like, Charlie, you fucking scumbag, because he turned him in for being a traitor. And this is the first time he threatens to kill Charlie. Yeah. Um, then they they go into Dr. Kim's lab, which is like a doctor that was working on like the time manipulation stuff. That disappeared from the school? Um, yeah, he disappeared. They have a shootout in a lab, which seems very fucking dangerous. Yeah, with... Uh... Yeah, the things they need. Yeah. Uh, also, his thing, his chart says, very dangerous inside. Liam's does? 
No, like uh, Doctor Kim's. <laughs> like say, like it's da- like uh, okay. dangerous inside. <laughs> uh, Charlie then steals the vest that lets him manipulate time when they go in that hallway that like freezes time. Yeah, and he leaves Liam. Liam grabbed two, and uh, he's like, "Here, put this on." And he was Liam was taking cover to make sure that they didn't get shot. And he just fucking took the other one and ran away like a little coward. Yeah, what a punk bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Liam ends up killing the two guard or the two monarch guys that are trying to kill him. Him and Fiona escape. And is that it for this act? I believe. Yeah, I believe so. so. Um. So, it's it kind of leaves it open, but obviously they're moving the story along. Um, I, like I said, I like these episodes a lot. This is that's probably my favorite part of the game. Yeah. And uh, then we go into Act Three, which is party, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're at the you're at the house with the party. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you go through like this rich house party, um, gala for all important guests. That's I couldn't tell if they invested in Monarch. I thought I thought people. they were just the higher ups. I might have been. I just but know yeah. that the time frame of this game takes place over like twenty eight hours. Yeah, it's like over one day or whatever. It's and real a, quick. And a couple uh, Back to the Futures. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Act threes, I, I there's not really much to it when you're playing as Jack. Your no. your goal is to kidnap the doctor. Yeah. Uh, what's your name? Amarel. Amarel. Doctor Amarel. That's like your whole goal is you're looking for her. Uh, Beth is she's doing something. I just don't remember what she is. Like she's at the party, not not only just looking around because you meet up with her because you steal yeah. a, a time vest thing for her, and then they steal a boat and you leave and you take your. Oh, we forgot that the, the last chapter you go to the swimming pool area. We see the time machine that he's uh, worked the, on. The oh, original yeah, yeah. time machine. That's why. That's one. that's why the you OG. need to steal. You need to kidnap steal. Kidnap yeah. uh, the doctor is because she will know how to actually run she, it. She knows how to fix it because it's broken. But that's basically all that chapter is. You go through. There's some cool collectibles and stuff in that one. A lot of screenplays getting like written to uh, like somebody's. Trying to cons- uh, get Dr. Amaral to consult <laughs> on a screenplay. I read the first one of those and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I love it though, because they keep going. Like, it, there's more. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and he's like, you know, he's really muscular. Like, okay. I think my favorite thing about Remedy games is they just go off that deep end with their like collectibles and lore. But yeah, that's it for that one. And then we end back up at the swimming pool. Yeah, that act yeah. is uh, two parts. Yep, two parts. The shortest one. Yeah, it was real quick. It took me like 30 minutes. Probably the one that I enjoyed the most. 
We should also say that uh, during this act is whenever uh, the whole fractures start getting like more out of control. Oh yeah, yeah. time has, keeps uh, stopping everywhere. She confronts Paul about it, saying that they're becoming more rapid. Time is moving fast because it's originally supposed to happen in twenty twenty one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and uh, it's happening in what two thousand twenty sixteen. Yeah, in 2016. Also, to because the decision is heavy on this, she gives like treatment to Paul because he's getting yeah. sick from like being able to ma- manipulate time. I don't yeah, really know how that falls sick. in, but she has like he's been keeping his uh his treatments. Chron- it's like chronos his, his chrono treatments or whatever. It's his breathing or whatever. I don't know. I didn't really like. He was like. Sucking on a breathing apparatus, like so it's like she's uh, giving him like high, like helium or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like oxygen, straight oxygen, like an oxygen mask or whatever. But it's actually like a chronon treatment. No, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, but after the act, you go into the junction, and basically your decisions are to trust the doctor. What's her name again? Amaral. Amaral. Dr. Amaral. And think that Martin Hatch is a traitor, or you trust Martin Hatch and you think that she is a traitor. Those are like Paul's decisions at the end of this act. And uh, what did everyone pick? I chose uh, to think the doctor is the traitor. That's what I chose too. Oh, we chose that she wasn't the traitor. I chose that too. Yeah, Martin Hatch had traitor written all over him. Yeah, I didn't oh, yeah, trust I know. That's that why I wanted him to. So, so the reason I chose what I chose was because, like, I felt that if if it was real, Serene would have went with his friend that helped him get to where he was the entire time, because the way that because. Jack took the doctor. Uh, I felt like he would have felt she was a traitor. You know what I mean? Because she was, she went with Jack and Beth. So that's why I chose Hatch over Doctor Amaral. Yeah. And then there's weird parts where it's uh, you find notes that they were more than just like she was more than just yeah. helping him. Yeah, they were lovers. Yeah. You Which, could tell based on like, how they like touch their hands and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I part Which of the is reason why we saved her. Yeah, part of the reason we <laughs> chose that Martin Hatch was the traitor is because love makes you do a lot of stupid shit. So even if she was, you would have not. T- you would have been like, nope, no way. She loves me. <laughs> Guys do it all the time. Uh. Um. And then this leads into the next episode. Which is this is the one where troubleshooting the time machine? Yeah, what? I know that. That's that one. What is it? Wait, wait, wait. Well, you are the beginning of this chapter starts off of you leaving the gala and you have to cross the bridge. Yeah, you have to cross the bridge, which I died several times. No, 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 no. I was talking about the, the live action the episode. episode. Oh, oh, the live action episode. Oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, that's cause... where um, the live action episode. That's where uh, what's his name, Charlie, and Fiona, it, Liam... meet up with Liam again, 
And Liam kicked almost wanted to kick the shit out of Charlie, but then he said he has a lifeboat protocol, which saves everybody if you're on the lifeboat protocol from the fracture of time. So then those three went back to Monarch, right? Uh, well, no, Liam goes to get his wife. No, so oh, he got Liam got shot first. So this starts with Liam and Fiona catching Charlie on the bridge, like that little walk. walk yeah, wait, that's, yeah, yeah. That's how it started for I th- you. I think so. I mean, that would kind of make sense, I guess. But I'm pretty sure it started with uh Charlie, it like with Charlie and Hatch talking. Yeah, but I'm assuming that probably didn't happen for you guys. If Hatch was the traitor in your guys. Oh no, you're right. Thing? He he did. He talked okay. to Charlie in that little glass room. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he tells him about the lifeboat protocol and stuff. And then they meet up with Charlie. Liam's like, I should fucking kill you. Part this is do dose. Second time he said I should fucking kill you. Um they go and they're like trying to leave the party, and as they're leaving, Liam gets shot. And they think he's dead. And yep. the monarch soldier is like, Who are you guys? And Charlie like weasels his way out. So they leave, and um, the soldier says something about Liam's wife as he's looking over him. Yeah. He and said, I'm going to enjoy killing your wife. Yeah. And, said, yep. and then Liam pulls a knife from his boot and slits his throat. Like a badass. Like a straight up badass. And then he stands up, picks his gun up, and shoots him twice. Three times. And then oh, he I stands there and he over. looks at him. And, he, and then he shoots he him shoots again. again. Yeah. And he's like, no zombies here. You ain't coming back. <laughs> um, this is like perfect. Liam's character is exactly how you would act in this situation. Exactly oh, yeah. dead on with his character. Because one, you know that his wife is like his life. And she's pregnant. And she's pregnant. Yeah. And for him to say something and him to hear it, he was like, no, fuck this guy. Um, so then Liam goes, Liam leaves, uh, Fiona leaves Charlie there cause she said, fuck you. Uh, Liam goes to the hospital where his wife works and there is a, uh, agent that is work or there talking to his wife and he like gets her to come near him and he, the, the agent tries to pull a gun. They have a big like fight in like the hospital, and then he strangles him with like the cord to like the machine. Uh, one, how do all those people yeah, let him murder that guy in the yeah, hospital? We didn't I'm like, in. I'm like, like how? He just killed that guy, <laughs> and then they let him walk out, and he's like, yeah, you go, gotta get the monarch. Yeah, and he convinces his <laughs> wife, you know, like he finally tells her what he actually does. Yeah, no, he wasn't a contractor or a business consultant or whatever he told the lie. Field manager. Field manager, yeah. I'm a murderer. I fucking hire. love Liam. Like he's so good. Um, and then I think that's pretty much it. This episode pretty much follows just them for the most part. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it was just Liam murdering people. Yeah, people just show. proving how much of a fucking badass he is. Yeah, pretty much. Um, then Act Four has you know you're leaving the gallow as Jack, as Tunza was talking about, and you have to cross a bridge, like that leaves the area, like a big like 
bridge that you would drive across. I don't know what this is based out of. Like, is this based on a city? Some New England type esque area. Um, at least that's the vibe I get. But you're originally you go to meet Beth on a boat. Then you're like, well, this isn't gonna work. And then you try to go across the bridge, and a boat is like taking the bridge out. Yes, um, that or haps that happened. And then. As, like, this is progressively going, you go into, like, a little area where you fight, like, one of your first, like, big enemy guys. Um, I, this is probably a good point where the gameplay in, the, in this drives me insane. And this is where I started to not want to play it because it's so frustrating. Um, the fact that I could kill an enemy with a gun one time by shooting him in the face... The same type of enemy, I could shoot him five times in the face, and he would just stare at me. It was so annoying. And the big guys are just... It's just an absolute nightmare. Like, I feel like they take more bullets than a fucking tank. And yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it just... To me, it just doesn't work. It It's frustrating. And like I said, I'm playing mouse and keyboard, so it's even more agitating. Um, so that part, like right before you do a lot of like the puzzling things, like with the bridge where you have to like jump and platform and stuff, just super frustrating, but yeah. not the worst part. Um, so you finally do get across the bridge, sort of. Well, sort of, <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> um, and what's the, the next part after that? Is it back at the the swimming pool? Yeah, the, once you get like rescued or whatever or whatever, you um you get you get back to the swimming pool and like since we have Amy, she's pulled out and like printed like a hundred documents for like what the like, monarchs think. Yeah, I don't know. I think we have <laughs> I think we have different uh, amounts. Oh of yeah, yeah, but... yeah. I have Nick because I got Amy killed. Yeah, you got like random Nick. Uh... Whoa, cab driver! Come on, yeah. So we cab had a yeah, bunch random. of documents that goes on during this whole process. We have to go through and like reboot the time machine, which makes sense later on of why you would have to restart. Yeah, and. Uh, when you come back to everything, uh, well, no, this is where you Beth tells you her secret. Is this? Part yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, you see the painting. Yeah, then her journals right there. Did you guys? Well, you see multiple paintings throughout the the game mm -hmm. of yeah. things that happened. Yeah, or going to happen. Or going to happen. Yeah. Well, they acknowledge him. Usually, I thought like I think he thought he was seeing things, because like she was like, "Oh, that's like he's like, is that you?" And and he's like, "Yeah." Like yeah. so, she saw him too. Then she talks about how she went back in time and told her eight-year-old self, eight. Yeah, the nineteen ninety-nine. Yeah, is yeah. when you find out nineteen ninety-nine like is is important. Yeah. Um, but she tells herself, like, hey, these are the set of events that are going to happen. This is what I need you to do. Um, basically gets her to where she is, and then you are you can look through her journal. I don't think I really looked that far into this. It's cool. I mean, it just tells you about, like, 
she tried to prevent 9-11. She tried to change, like, a bunch of, like, stuff about her life. And nothing worked. It's the same thing as, like, how... You, you'll get one for Paul, too. That basically demonstrates all the things he tried to change. And it just didn't work. It just loops. It always loops yeah. back around. It just loops back around to what it was already at. Um, so, after you reboot the machine and talk to Beth, uh, Beth goes in... And the doctor closes it on her going the wrong way. Yeah, she sends her into the future. The past? The... No, she goes into no, the future, in the first. future first. Yeah. She, she witnesses the end of the world with Paul Serene, and then she chases him into, into the time, back into the time machine where they go into the first ever act, like working time machine that Charlie did in 1999 in the swimming pool. Paul shoots Char or Will Will. Yeah, he shoots Will. Which you see a she, video of this before all this yeah. happens. And then she go she ends up getting stuck there. And then she lives out the fantasy of giving the diary to her eight year old self. And then like is getting stuff prepped for the end of the chapter. And then as Jack, you do go into the past like you're supposed to. You go to two thousand. 2010, July. yeah, to get the countermeasure. Yeah, but countermeasure. The, the countermeasure. You meet Beth, and she's very different. There, mm-hmm. um, she's like mentally scarred. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eleven years living a life of just hiding in a in the pool school, house. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, then you kind of talk to her, you get yourself ready. Monarch storms the building. You gotta protect her. Um, the countermeasure gets thrown between like you and Beth and Paul, and it causes like a time warp. Basically, yeah, I don't know. It necessarily throws you everybody back because you get like thrown into the future. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it sends you forward and then and then you get to sit there and watch Paul kill Beth. Yep. He like shoots her, which sets you off in like a straight up fit of rage. Yeah, and he takes the uh, countermeasure. Yep. And that's how they know Monarch has it, or has always had it. Yeah, and then uh, you come back to the future, like right before right now this is later yeah you come yeah i don't remember now i don't remember the order i thought you just came back yeah you just came back jumping back and forth but i don't remember how it goes i think you just come back and everybody's gone yeah everything's like you come back to like present day yeah. And then your Jack storms torch like Monarch. And at that point, they've initiated uh, the lifeboat life protocol. protocol. Yeah. In the episode, um, like the well, the junction first, you play as Paul. And at this point, he's basically completely lost it. Um, and you have the ability to, I don't remember what the first choice is, but the second one is to surrender, like, your plans. Mm-hmm. I think the other one is, like, 
to keep your confidence or whatever. Keep take control. control. Take control. Yeah, take control of like your rage because like and you actually you take your last treatment. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, because this is depending on your thing. Martin bro- blows up your like Hatch blows up all your uh, <coughs> medicine. Yeah, he blows and up that lab, and, and then the doctor's missing at that point. Um, still, but she comes right back. So, in this junction, what did you guys pick? Um, I think I did the surrender. That was the one where you don't take the treatment, right? That's what me and Lauren did as well. We did not take the treatment. I took the treatment. I took the treatment. Do you still kill the guy? Nope. So when you surrender, he goes into like a fit of rage and he like fucks that dude. He like up yells at him there. for like asking like who he's working with or something like that, and he like throws him against the wall and kills him. No, if you just inhale your little mask and he's like, "Yeah, well, I'm calming down." Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You know, it's like he's doing him. drugs. Yeah, yeah, basically. Or is if you know he's going through withdrawal? But yeah. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. And then you go into the final live action episode, which, which is awesome, which is super good. Um, Charlie breaks into Monarch, puts his him and Fiona on the list of the lifeboat protocol. Then, um, Jack reaches out to Fiona because Beth is dead at this point. And he's like, I'm going to fucking Monarch. Go kick that motherfucker's ass. Yeah, and then... um... So I need to ask this because Corey and Lauren, you guys obviously picked for uh, the doctor girl not to be the traitor. Mm -hmm. So he ends up getting her like back and everything. Yeah. Right? Uh Uh-huh. So in in my playthrough, um, they were sitting there talking, and he grabs like a a statue thing, and yeah, beats her over the head with it and kills her. Oh, oh my god. god! Okay, all right. I guess that didn't happen. Huh? No, that is no. gruesome. Okay. He tells her to go to the lifeboat and like be safe, basically. Okay. Yeah. In ours, he has Martin Hatch handcuffed. Yeah. And he, they go. He has like a bunch of soldiers taking him. They get in an elevator, and then when he gets to the bottom of the elevator, hatches out of his handcuffs, and all four of the soldiers that are in the he elevator. Some, them. Yeah, he did fucking John Wick shit. Yeah, he, like, you he don't even get to see it. it. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then after that, Liam and his wife shows up there. And he just he starts. Murders. He murders like Wick ten or people. twelve people. Literally, like, like killing God, everybody. Man. I uh, it's funny because you progressively get to see his wife be like, "All right, I'm glad you're here." Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you're murdering everybody. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, we'll explain." And then she gets down in like the lifeboat thing, and no one says anything. <laughs> no one's like, "Hey, guys, we initiated this early." Sorry. Yeah, and um, so they meet Charlie for the third time, and Liam pulls a gun on him like immediately. Yep. And he's like, I should kill you, like, right now. Mm-hmm. And um, Charlie... And he gets... was trying to tell him that Joyce has a plan, and 
he could save everybody. They don't need the lifeboat protocol. He just needs the uh, countermeasure to save everybody to 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 fix time. And he's like, I'm not listening to you. And he's like, well, then fucking kill me. Shoot me. And then Hatch shoots him right in the back of the head. It was fucking awesome. What? Yeah. This is, I was going to tell you, this is where it starts differing. Like, who lives again. Yeah. Oh. No, Hatch shot Charlie. Charlie. Then Liam and Hatch start fighting. And Liam kicks the shit out of Hatch and shoots him and stabs him in the eye with a fucking knife. With the knife that he cut the dude's throat with. Yeah. Oh, so ours is very different. Yeah. yeah. Because we have Hatch comes in, he shoots Liam in like fucking cold blood. Well, Liam and uh, Emily and Charlie go all up to the countermeasure to retrieve it for Jack. And then while they're sitting there waiting for Charlie to do whatever, Hatch comes into the room and points his gun at uh, Emily's, like, in the back of her head. Then he tells Liam to drop his gun, and uh, whenever he does, he just shoots Liam. Yeah, he shoots him in the stomach, and then he shoots him, like, in the back, back, like his right shoulder blade. Oh, shit. Um, Then Hatch goes over to Charlie, and Charlie... And he says, "Get let me like give me access to this." Charlie said, "I can't do that." Hatch pulls the gun on Charlie, and Charlie's like, "Let me see what I can do." <laughs> um, at this point, Emily has dragged Liam like behind the like a I don't know what it is like a desk. Yeah, and he's bleeding like a ton. There is a ton of blood, and uh, they have like their moment where you know he's like, oh, "I love you." Like I do everything I do for you, basically. Um, Charlie lets Hatch into the protocol, and as he goes to touch it, he reactivates it. At that point, you assume that Hatch is dead because he like evaporates, absorbs him, yeah. Uh, and then Hatch, then Charlie's like, "Hey, we're good." And he like goes to walk over to talk to Emily. Hatch appears behind him and like throws him through this thing of glass. And uh, as Hatch is going over to Charlie to kill him. Uh, Emily starts shooting at Hatch, and then eventually he turns to her and he's walking towards her. And when he gets like real close, she shoots him directly in the eye. So either way, you get something in the eye, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah in the eye regardless. Yeah. Then he falls and like dies. Charlie sends Emily down to the lifeboat to tell Fiona that he has oh. to help. You know, Jack has to help Jack. Okay, so in my scenario, Charlie was the first one in the lifeboat, and then a bunch of people come walking in. And it's the Fiona same for came us. Walking in. Yeah, it's the same for that us. Was, that was the same for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, where it changed was Liam. Was whenever and Liam and Charlie were like arguing, they were arguing, um, up at the top of the building, and then uh, Hatch came shot. Charlie in the back of the head. Fucking crazy. Hatch. Yeah. Hatch and uh, Liam started fighting. Uh, Liam stabbed him in the eye and killed him. And then he became a striker. Yeah, he became. He became one of those. Yeah. So. So Jack ended up killing Liam. So I know like in his premonition, like when you pick as Paul, 
it shows you like Jack fighting Liam or whatever. So I my thought was that Liam is probably going to die. And I would rather Liam die from someone else than me have to kill him. <laughs> so I didn't want to kill Liam. That's why I didn't want to do that one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't want him to die, but I figured if he was going to die, I don't want to be responsible for it. Gotcha. And that was the decision that me and Lauren made. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair enough. And then at that point, Charlie starts working on the computer again, and it goes into the final act where he plays Jack as he storms Monarch. And the differences in our playthrough is Charlie helps you navigate through Monarch. Ours is Theana. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And then we obviously fight Liam Burke. Yep. That's basically it. Like, you just run through... You guys fight Liam? Yeah. Did we we fight anyone? I don't think we really fight anyone. It's Uh -uh. not much of a boss fight or anything. Yeah, no. I don't believe he dies either, by the way. Yeah. Also in ours, like uh, in the countermeasure room, there's a body bag and it, it has a Liam's. Liam Burke's like name name on it. Oh, we ours says Charlie. Uh, yeah. Oh. Um, you basically just scale through the building up to the top in the first part. Um, there's like a section where you fight a couple like big guys in the middle of a room. Like times all fucked up and like people are frozen everywhere. Right. Um, you get to the countermeasure, basically, like working your way up. And you uh, put a giant countermeasure in your pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't understand that either. <laughs> um, and then you go into, there's another, the time machine has moved up there now. You also get a call from Paul. Saying, uh, you'll be seeing him soon. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then you fight, like, a bunch of people in that room, and then you're eventually able to use the time machine to go back in time to the beginning of the game, where yep. you replay all the events from a different perspective. So you're basically following your former present self. Yeah. Yeah, which then you realize, like, you set yourself up. Like, yeah, where all these... The power and... All these events that you see that have no explanation in the first act all make sense now. Yeah. Um, You basically go through, like, a bunch of people. Uh, and then you get to the best part. You fight, like, a bunch of people in, like, a... Like, the parking deck... Then you get to the library scene where all the rumble, like the rubble of the library falls on Will, but you're there to save him this time. Yep. Which, can I just say, you technically saved him the first time. Exactly. Right, but you don't know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then you leave, like you have a little more after that. And uh, then you and Will head to the pool house. Yep. So, um, and... by the way, I don't know if this actually like did anything, but at the one part with Will, um, two uh, monarch guards like come out of a building. And he, like tells you to like stay down until like they leave. 
Yeah. Does anything happen if you end up shooting them? Because I, I sat him. there and I like I didn't I kill kill him. him. I killed him. I just straight murdered them. Yeah. Does Will yeah, say happened. anything about it? I think he does this slightly like throwaway line. Yeah, he's like, okay. "Why would you do something like that?" Or One of my shit? favorite things about Charlie and like, like, or Jack and Will is the whole dynamic of he keeps comparing time to an egg, and yeah. at that point he's like, "Dude, shut the fuck up about an egg." <laughs> and uh, at one point like will tells you like you never listen yeah, yeah that's why i was wondering I'll listen now didn't though. shoot them he's like oh like i'm surprised you didn't do anything like usually you just do whatever you want you don't listen to me yeah i did not Jack's listen like to him. yeah yeah well no he's like ever since i caused the fracture i'll listen now or whatever but yeah yeah um you see beth and you decide not to touch her and like unfreeze her because it's like a time freeze. Yeah. Um, then you go back to the pool house and it kind of like shows you some things that you notice when you're first there, like the paint being wet and things like that, like mm-hmm. getting knocked over, the door being locked the way that it was. Yeah. Um, you. Yeah. Reset the time machine? Yeah. We set it up. This is why you have to reset it before. uh, Yeah, we just set it up this time. Yeah, because when you do the last time... Yeah, when you do the last time, we have to reboot everything. They said that it's been a test at 7 a.m. or something. Yeah. Like, well, we just got here. There's no fucking way. So you do go through time. Right? You walk through. Yeah, you go back to where you basically just came from. Yeah. And like uh, the time wise, you come out and that phone call where it shows Paul like breaking into the pool house is taking place at that moment. Yeah. So Paul, um, basically meets you as the time like it freezes time and like you go to unfreeze Will. And Paul breaks in, and he's like, hey, fuck you. I'm not going to let you do this. And this is the most frustrating battle ever. Why? Well, no. it, it was fine once I figured out all you do is fucking run from him. Like, no, you just run from the red orb. That's all you do. I didn't see the red orb no. for like five or six deaths. So... <laughs> um, The red orb was not well, the problem. I played it before, so like I, I knew what I was doing, but... The red orb in this yeah. was not the issue. It was the fact that I would die randomly and the fact that my controls were so shitty. Oh, because you're playing mouse and keyboard. I, I, sw- yeah. I, fi- I did this boss fight by switching to the controller. Really? Because it was that infuriating. I was having a lot of camera issues. Yeah, and just imagine it that. Like sh- it wouldn't just show you, like, he's throwing an orb. I don't see the orb. And I'm, like, running away. I'm on the other side of the fucking map. It, just so imagine that times, like, ten. Because the camera wouldn't move left or right. Yeah. I don't I know what was happening. You. And it was so frustrating. Tell you, like, all you do is run a lap. Keep yeah. running laps. That's well, that's like this do. game. This game is just run a circle around your enemies until you take them out. Yep. Yeah. It is 100%. Um, yep. But it was to the point where, like, after I died, like, eight times, I was like, I don't even care if I finish this fucking thing. I was like, this is so frustrating. Um... But then I finished it, and it's the most like 
yeah. not satisfying thing ever. Yep. Yeah, because when they originally did it, they were planning for a sequel. Um, so you basically you you shoot Paul a bunch, and you think he's dead. I don't. I. It's weird what he happens. He falls off the thing. Yeah. And you come up, and then eventually bash his fucking head in, which was cool because it like yeah happened as like time you froze. Superman punch him, and he fucking goes flying and smashes his head. And there's like blood like frozen behind him. Yeah. yeah. I like that you get to inspect that part after. Yeah. <laughs> you just I just stare at him like mm, yeah. You hey, messed you with the wrong dude, That's what you man. get, dog. Yeah. And uh, so then you go with Will and you set up the countermeasure. Will tells you that it needs charge, so you use your Cronin power or Chrono power yeah. Yeah. to charge it. As you're doing it, Paul is still alive. Well, no, it like kind of like fractures time because you're using time. So like he kind of like didn't die then. You like rewinded him. Yeah, like, you like rewinded time. I, like, it's like just the weirdest segment. Yeah, it was really yeah. weird. And uh, then he kind of disappears. And as Will's like examining the countermeasure, because he's like, I don't know if this worked. I think it worked. You start having all these weird like glitches. You're having all of you were having like, problems. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's that's it. Yeah, then credits start rolling. Then credits yeah, then roll. Credits roll, and it cuts back to him whispering in Beth's ear. Oh, yeah. I'll come I'll back, come back to you. for you. And I was yeah. like, weird, okay. But you thought time couldn't be changed. Wouldn't this just prove all yeah. that? Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, and, and plus, the entire game is being done over an interview. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then after the credits, there's an inter- like you finish your interview, and you walk in the hallway, and then there's Martin Hatch. Yeah, and uh, which I her, didn't understand. Her whole thing, like at the interview, was like, "Do you, now that you know you can't change anything, what do you think?" And he's like, "I don't know." Like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, you see Martin Hatch in the hallway, and he's like, "Hey, I want you to take over, like you know, like kind of like what Paul was doing." And then it leaves as like, if you were going to be able to pick the junction, and then this the game ends. And that yeah. is Quantum Break. How long did it take you guys? Um, like 11 hours. Really? I got every single collectible. And the Chronosphere. I got, I got yeah, most I, things. I, I got you, most things on the... Oh, yeah. What do you think we were at, Lauren? Um... Like, like just gameplay. Game. Not with, not with, like, the fractured... Not with, like, the episodes. Like... Oh, then... I'm, I didn't count the episodes. It's like eight to nine hours. I did it in like five and a half. I think I, have, I think I mean, total we were somewhere in the ballpark of like eight or nine hours. Yeah, I think so too. I took this screenshot because Xbox captures stuff. I used my time stoppage ability 209 times, my blast <laughs> 51 times, my time dodge ability 274 times, my time rush usage is tw- uh, 212 times my time shield usage is 150 and my head i got like a hundred or almost 300 headshots and 28 deaths or something so but i don't know how much time i had i looked at xbox's stats and it's like it's seven and a half 
I don't think but it I don't know video. if it was counting the episodes. Yeah, I don't and think if it's it counting the episodes, then it'd be like five and a half. I think. <laughs> Mine said like 16, but I got to act four on my first run, you know, in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that uh, when we were playing through this, um, I had one like major issue. What the fuck was Martin Hatch's plan? Oh no! The world's ending, but he's like business, business. Yeah, business. and I'm like, you are that. about to have time freeze. What is he doing with it? Yeah, and like, if I was gonna trust, if I trusted somebody from 1999 till now about building this business, and like he has a whiteboard of like 9/11, all this shit, I would be like, oh, he knows the end. The world's coming. Like, you know, I just had no idea. Like the whole time, I'm like, what the fuck is his goal? Yeah. yeah, me and Corey talked about that during that. Or like they never expand on what his goal is. Like I at think all. they would have probably in the sequel. Like he might have knew something more. I don't remember if I read anything about also don't know under don't um like he has some kind he has the ability to move through time too. Um yeah, just from what I've seen, I don't know. Because at the end they kinda like lightly give it to you, like show you because he like runs through you in that hallway. Yeah. They talk about uh like in a couple of like like did you guys look at Paul like like Serene's like whiteboard and his plans for twenty twenty one and stuff? I didn't read all of it. It just was talking about him like them preparing for uh them preparing for like shifters at the end he was like people are going to start developing abilities hmm. like that's why they're making i was kind of like why are they having all these anti like like weapons for like people who could teleport and then it started making a little more sense when it was like yeah. oh they were preparing for people to uh also be like this yeah i just I, I i felt like there was a couple things that didn't really like end right if that makes sense, like it has like a loose ending. The whole game bit of like a kind of a loose ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. What? Well, well, did you have specific examples? Just uh, like at the end where where Jack just kind of has all of his like, uh, like the same problems as Paul, where he just kind of like shifting all yeah. weird. I, yeah, it's like it, it took like Paul what seventeen years to develop it that bad, and it's all been. Right. 24, yeah. 25 hours. And then yeah, but he went being alive. But Paul was really Paul confusing. Yeah. Well, Martin Hatch is alive because they like reset everything. Mm -hmm. They didn't reset anything. No, it just rewinds back or it just releases earlier. Oh, maybe it was earlier than. But wouldn't you be playing because they do the protocol right as like right basically as like the fracture takes place or whatever, right? I don't know. No. I was like, Will super said confused. he had to go back to where uh, Jack originally came from, like yeah. at that point, which would have been whenever uh, the whole lifeboat, lifeboat protocol, protocol would have been going on. Because Paul, Paul said, so I Martin Hatch would have already been like either shot in the eye or stabbed yeah, in the eye yeah. at this point. Hmm. I don't know. That's why I was like, "How are you yeah. still alive?" It's, maybe it's like a clone of him or something. He went. He because don't you think he would maybe have been like curious about the time travel? So my issue with time in general, like these time traveling time machine movies, 
they can make a story, but they never have any clue how to end it. Yeah. I always feel like it's super lackluster, no matter what it is. I'm not just saying, like, this game or, like, anything. Just anything dealing with time travel is usually the ending is pretty piss poor. Yeah, no, I agree. As as you were texting me about that yesterday, I thought about it. I was like, yeah. Um, I did have one question to ask you guys. Um, if you were given the opportunity to travel in time, where would you travel to? Day before the lottery was, the lottery numbers were given out. <laughs> just you're, you're like a week ago. <laughs> I could time travel whenever I want, but I'm just gonna go a week ago win the lottery. Why not, man? The lottery is like four hundred twenty million dollars right now. I don't think I have, like, a really answer to this. Like, there's things that I'd like to see, and it also depends on, like, what it is. Like, if am I there, and am I vulnerable? Because you're there. Or, like, am I in, like, a bubble? Like, is it, like, I'm just a spectator? That's what I'm saying. Like, am I, like, just watching? Am I actually there? Because that's going to change things. Yeah. Now, are we talking, like... Like going back in time and being able to change things, or are we talking like, like in Quantum Break, where Will said that the past is the past and cannot be changed? So whatever has happened has already happened. I, I, I guess like I mean, if you're in the logic of most time travel, you can't change the past. Yeah. So I would think that if you just went and observed, so like I don't know if Tony's lottery thing would work. Yeah, it wouldn't work. I would unless probably... it's already happened. Yeah, unless it's already happened. Could <laughs> yeah. be a billionaire. Right. Uh, yeah. He's just waiting for bonds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you, Lauren? Do you know where you travel to? The future. That's true. That's that's probably not a bad one. I would go to the future for multiple reasons, but one being that I'd like to see technology way more advanced than what it is. And I don't think we're going to live in a lifetime where I'll see the kind of things I'd like to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. I definitely feel like our tech is still... It, we still so very balance. primitive. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, but in the general, like, look from... I mean, fuck, I've been alive for almost 28 years, and it's like, from high school to now, it's very drastic from what we can do. Yeah. Like, fo- like just... just just you have a computer in your pocket pretty much every day. We've also experienced the boom of the internet, too. Yeah. Good old internet. Um, so, now that we're at the end, uh, I think it's a great time for me to go around and ask everyone if they would recommend this. Um, so, would you recommend the game, and why or why not? We will start with... Uh, we'll start with Dan. Man, I knew it. I knew you were going to start with me. But I, I don't know. I want to say I, I do recommend it, but at the same time, it's like, I, I feel like this game is like missing things. Like most of the time, like all the enemies you face, you kind of just reface the same type of enemies. Like yep. there's not a lot of replayability, I guess is the best way to put it. Like it, it's just kind of there. I'd say if the game is like maybe like ten bucks, yeah, sure, get it. But if it was like brand new, like sixty bucks, 
No. I literally told Lauren that if I paid $60 for this game, I would have been pissed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll go to Lauren, see what her thoughts are on this. Um, since I couldn't even physically play the gameplay portion of it, because A, there's no fucking way I would have been able to make it through it, and B, I don't play shooters. No. The story's good, though. I like the story, don't get me wrong, but this isn't something that I would spend money on. Just based on my type of gameplay. If you like shooters, and you like a good story, sure. I have no issues with that, if that's your gameplay. Dunza? Um, so I'll just go through mine. We didn't talk about the mechanics and stuff, which I wrote quite a bit about in my notes but i just had recommends depending if you like single player games and i was like i'm biased because i really like remedy um i root for their studio uh just because like i love like alan wake i like control i like all the lore and world building they do but they do all continue to have the same problems of like four or five enemies you kind of do the same things they have a couple things that are super cool but overall it's just a like a, a medium quality game with neat concepts. Are you happy that you finally finished this? <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't know. I wasn't as like, uh, I don't know. I, I liked reading the lore, I think, more than sometimes than playing the game. Like the world building, seeing the references to Alan Wake, and like, like just seeing them kind of like just add their like little like, that's why I think Remedy does really well is like world building. But, like, after playing and fighting the same enemy and, like, the pistol sucked in that game. I love using pistols. And uh, each enemy, doesn't matter if they're the same or different, took different amount of bullets in time to kill. I hated that. Me too. So I'd rate it probably, like, a six or seven. Just depends on what you're in the mood for. A single player, it's short, it's easy, it's different. Like, especially with the movie cutscenes. All right, Tony. So you recommended this game. I know you really liked it. Playing yep. it through again, does it hold up to what you what you originally thought of it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Which I get, I get that because it uh, came out like it was a new concept. It was yeah, it was it was, it was like in the I first. I want to say it was like the, the first game that I actually like the first brand new game that I bought for the Xbox. Yeah, it was like a like, like a yeah. Game. Exclusive. It was like the first exclusive that came out that wasn't broken. Like so, it wasn't broken when it came out. Like there was nothing wrong with the game when it came out. So would it you, was complete and finished. Would you still recommend it? I still recommend it. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it for the for the podcast for us to do if if I wouldn't. But yeah, I mean. It, it didn't hold up to what like my expectations of it being of when I played it the first time, but it was still a good game. It's it was nice to see like different aspects because I chose different choices. Yeah, you get to experience the story a different way. Yeah. No, I think definitely since it's on Game Pass, I I mean I could recommend any game on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah I mean I, I got it for a dollar because that's how much Game Pass cost for me. It was a dollar. And then I'm gonna cancel Game Pass, so yeah, it's, uh, it was definitely worth it for a dollar. <laughs> it's uh, so last night, if you would ask me this question, I would have told you 
absolutely not. I did not enjoy playing this. As I turned it into my head after sleeping, thinking about it today, leading up to the podcast, I'm somewhere in the middle. I do not like the combat in this game. It drives me crazy. I like the story for the most part, other than the kind of like loose ends. Um, the episodes are super good. Um, if I could just watch the TV show of this game, I would totally do so. I put in this. I would rather I would rather see a mini series than play the game. I literally yeah. told Lauren this. Yeah, he did last night. I, he was like, a mini series would be I, perfect. <laughs> I love like Remedy. Like I love that studio. I love how like they build lore and build the worlds, but they kind of fall short in the same aspect for every single one of their games. It's and like this is coming from a person that will play Alan Wake again remastered. It is rough. Um there's a lots of parts of this that I did not enjoy playing, but there was things that I really liked as well. Um I we didn't talk about it at all, but the soundtrack is really good. That that yeah. credit song is listed like cuz I I took a lot of notes actually and I was like I love that like end credit song. Yeah, I liked all the songs, even just those little like uh like beats that they play at the end of each act. Yeah. Um so the soundtrack wonderful, episodes wonderful. Don't like the gameplay. Story is it could have been polished a little better. Um I am not typically a fan of third person shooters or first person shooters for that matter. Um but I guess for the price and if you're willing to get past some of the clunkiness of the gameplay, this sto- I I think it's worth checking it out cuz it is very different. Yeah. Definitely um, different. But like I said, if you if we were to record this when we finished this last night, I would have been like, "Fuck this game, worst game ever." <laughs> I hate I'm this you, thing. I'm glad you thought about it. I yeah. I, I try. I'm trying as a person to pull more positivity out of things. Yeah, you. Like, I like how I te- I text him because he text he texts me that. Yeah, because I was, I was like, pissed. man, you can't just say you dislike something. What something you found positive? And the first thing I said was <laughs> the episodes. Yeah, and then I was like, and I like the soundtrack. <laughs> Um, but that being said, does anyone have anything else they want to say about Quantum Break? No, I think we'd go back into being, we'd go back into rambling in a little yeah. too long. So I think it's uh, already been pretty long. Um, yeah. All right. So now for the next game on the Nerd Lag Game Club, it is Dan's pick for the month of Ooh. October. So, oh, Dan, what game did you pick and why was that your choice? So we are going to play good old Cat Quest. And I basically, because I've kind of always wanted to play it and I never really found the time to, so I figured making it our game to play, giving me a reason to play it. That's fair. Um, Alright, what's it about? It is a RPG. It's a cartoony, and you play as a cat in a world where everything is cats. Um... I don't know too much about it. I didn't want to look too much into it. They made a sequel. There is a sequel, so that tells you something. And uh, it looks pretty interesting, and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to playing it, just because I've kind of also has been in that, like, oh, I think I'd check that out. So we're going back into an action RPG. 
for the month of October. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Um, Lauren, did you have anything to say about it? Good. <laughs> All right. Um, so I had a lot of fun with this episode about Quantum Break on the Nerd Lag Game Club. But before we go, we wanted to share where you can find us online. First, we do have a YouTube channel called Nerd Lag where we're still trying to get some content out there. Uh, we have a Facebook page at Nerd Lag Game Club uh, where we've been talking about the podcast and some of the news uh, around the podcast. Uh, we've been on Twitter quite a bit at NerdLag. Uh, I've been posting about the things we're getting into, the news we find kind of cool, or just what we're, you know, seeing and doing at the time. Uh, we do have a Discord at NerdLag where pretty much everyone's going to be hanging out for the next, like, week because of New World. Um, so definitely join that. And, uh, if you're watching us on, or listening to us, rather, on Spotify or Podbean, or wherever you're listening to this, make sure to leave us a five-star review and share with your friends because it helps us out with growing the podcast. But until next time, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you. See ya. Bye. See ya. Later.